Welcome to another episode of the Love Not Fear podcast. I'm David Hensel, and I'm here with my co-host, Edward Brink. Edward, what hey, are we David. talking about today? Today, I'd like to discuss growth choices versus safe choices. All right. So it's about discussing the benefits of being responsible and the drawbacks of safe choices. Mm -hmm. So what do growth choices bring you in life? And what happens if you choose to stay on the safe side of things all the time? So growth choices are decisions to challenge you or to step out of your comfort zone and try new, something new or different. And this is the area where you feel safe actually diminishes uh, over time. So it doesn't stay the same. If you don't push yourself to stretch the borders, you will stop doing things. You see that in elderly people. No, I cannot do this anymore. And the next thing, mm -hmm. it tumbles into being total passive. And you can see it happen in people. So. The, the benefits of stepping out of your comfort zone is the topics uh, today. And of course, what first thing to come to mind is Maslow's uh, hierarchy of ne needs, mm -hmm. um, psychological needs, safety needs, uh, loving and belonging, esteem, self-actualization. And I guess this whole series of uh, podcasts is about self-actualization. So we're already in the top of the pyramid. Yeah. What, what are your ideas on that? First thing that comes to mind is in terms of personal growth or like getting out of your comfort zone, everything you want is on the other side of fear. And mm -hmm. most things when we, you know, either make the safe choice or the growth choice, especially when, when it comes to our comfort zone, is just the actual risk that we have is most of the time not a tangible or realistic one. You know, right. if, if you can't really play it through in your head, if you're like, what is really the worst case scenario and can you live with the worst case scenario? In terms of public speaking, like oh, people boo boo you out, like which probably will never happen. You know, maybe if you do stand up at a comedy club because it's a rougher audience, but like generally, if you give a presentation, like the, the risk is very little. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's the main thing. If you kind of really play it through in your mind, what is the worst thing that happens? Or actually, I have a good example from my personal life. In 2008, I made the decision to move to the United States from Germany. So I had like to make like the safe choice, stay in Germany and do yep. what I'm doing, you know, continue running my business or the growth choice is sell my business in Germany and go to America. And this comes with a lot of potential risks, you know, because I sold my business. I invested into another business in America, which gave me my investor visa or could have given me my investor visa or gave me my investor visa, but it was not clear. So I sold everything I had. I moved to the United States. I invested every dime that I had. And they could have said like, Mr. Hansen, thank you for investing, but we are not granting you your investor visa. Go back to Germany. And this would have been very problematic. But I thought like, what is really the worst, worst case that happens? And the worst case was that I'll move into my mother's basement with my wife. And this would be the worst case scenario. And also kind of like being aware of this made it much easier to actually do the the growth choice and, and move to the United States. And this was like the biggest personal growth thingy I ever did, kind of like, you know, moving countries and like being there was, yeah. So key takeaway for me is like to kind of really think through what is the worst case and can I live with it and then just go for it. Yeah. I found a quote and it says, if you take responsibility and blame yourself, you have the power to change things. But if you put responsibility in other people's hands, mm -hmm. you're giving the power to decide for you to decide your faith. And I think in many cases, the, we have a lot more control over our life by making uh, conscious choices than maybe even my physical body tells me. 
oh, I perceive this fear all the time and zooming out and building a runway for the plane to take off. Ah, that's very important in getting where you want to be. How about optimism? What role does optimism play in growth choices versus safe choices? I mean, I'm an absolute optimist because I think things are happening for me, not to me. And, you know, the world is very pro-David, not against David. So I, th I think it's in, in general an important thing to make this decision. Is the world for you? Are things happening yeah. for you? Or are they happening against you? Yeah. And once you make this conscious decision, you're less likely ending up in the victim position when you're in this mindset. So I think it's absolutely important to be in, in a positive, uh, optimistic mindset. I think, I don't know where I read this, but some company, some CEO, he asks the applicants how on a scale from zero to 10, how lucky do they think they are? And if they say something below an eight or below a nine, he doesn't hire them, you know, because I guess like this is like kind of like being yeah. optimistic and, and, and going for it. Interesting. Yeah, because this tells a lot about a person if they have luck, isn't it? I agree. Luck isn't something that, that happens to you. You have to create it. Let's go back about the feelings, about knowing what feelings, knowing how much room you have to control your feelings and how to take actions. I mean, feelings are the source of your actions. We often focus only at the circumstances. Um, your feelings are, I think, like indicators or like, you know, like warnings, like signals, let's say. For example, you know, if something feels good, I lean in, you know, and everybody does this. But if something doesn't feel good, I often take a step back and reevaluate. Like, is this something that I'm, you know, not doing it because it's outside of my comfort zone or is it not the right thing to do? So to me, it's always like something doesn't feel right. Okay, take a step back and reevaluate. And then often it, it allows me to still do it anyway, because like maybe it's just like, you know, going on this yeah. podcast or speaking in public is just something that I'm fearing because it's outside of my comfort zone. But then kind of making the growth choice and saying like, okay, no, this actually makes sense to do. And okay, emotion, feeling, I, I hear you, but we are going to do this anyway. And then yeah. when I do it more and more, you know, at some point, it, it just like this feeling goes away and is, is replaced by... Also, in terms of public speaking, often like being excited is the same feeling as being scared or anxious, you know, before like giving a presentation. You can just also label it, I'm excited to do this versus like I'm scared to do yeah. this. Yeah, because yeah, if you stay in your safe zone in what, whatever it feels good, nothing's going to change. And it's often also just bite the bullet. Don't think about it too much. And it brings us back to the topic of habits as well. Because the price you pay when you start a new habit is really high. Mm. And, and, and then it becomes part of you if you stick to it. Yeah, we, We've spoken about this many times, but it works so amazing. By starting small and continue to do it, at one point it doesn't take you energy at, at all. Did I tell you I was going to the same gym class for 18 years? And wow. at one point it, it didn't take me any mental energy anymore because it was just a part. It was something I did at that time, mm. at that place. And that is so beautiful. And I'm, I'm looking to implement that more and more. And it is lovely when you work in a team that you see other people jump on that train and mm, you inspire them, they jump, yeah, they mm. trigger it, or they even uh, get back to you and say, Hey, why are we not doing this? That's pretty cool. Yeah. I have one more thought on like growth choices and, and safe choices. You know, Im imagining the worst case scenario helps me to actually do it, to pick the growth choice versus the safe choice. Mm. And then also thinking about like eliminating the most obvious risks with 
reasonable amount of money and time input or effort input. You know, for example, when COVID came around, uh, a friend of mine sent me a video from China. I thought like, okay, this could be pretty bad. And then versus worrying too much about it, I just sat down and made a list of like, what can I do to prevent the worst case scenario? And so I got two oxygen tanks, a few masks, some hand sanitizer and food for a month, you know, kind of like logically going through this. I thought, okay, this is like probably what I can do with a reasonable amount of money and time input. And then I stopped worrying about this and then I, you know, kind of moved on with my life. And I guess the same thing with, with public speaking. Okay. What's the worst case that happens? And then what can I do? You know, worst case scenario, I pee my pants while I'm standing on stage. Okay. What can I do to prevent this, you know, set an alarm in your calendar 15 minutes before the talk go to the restroom or whatever, you know, kind of silly example, but, yeah. you know, often you can just like minimize the potential risk and make it easier yeah. to, to pick the growth choice. I, I remember talking to my kids when they were small and if, if they would be afraid of something, if there was a demon in their lives and, and you go there and you basically take a piece of paper and you draw this demon in, or mm-hmm. this problem by approaching it and yeah, you, you right-size it again. So I, I really like, it's really inspirational, the example from COVID, what you did. By taking some measurement and precautions and then, okay, that's it. I'm good. This is what I, I thought and I took action. Actually, what fear is, is fear has a lot to do with not doing the stuff that you could be doing. Mm. That is fear. It has a lot to do with the lack of steps you could be taking. Mm. Even if you just start mentally because like, you know, if you just like kind of walk through it mentally, it, it's easy. There's like no threat yet. And kind of like you, you dissect it, break it down to smaller chunks. Okay, what would the steps look like if I would actually do this? And then often you realize like, hey, it's, it's actually not that. I'm going to challenge you a little, little bit here because we always also spoke about power of having a clear mind and choosing your words. By looking at some bad element in your life, how do you put it in proportions again so you don't resonate the fear. Let's say you're mm-hmm. worried about something in your business. At some point, if you talk to your employees or your clients, you have to stop being there mentally. I find myself, if my worries start to resonate in my words, then I don't get the mm-hmm. results I want. So sometimes I have to kick myself a little bit to get on another mental train. Acceptance is like the biggest thing for me. And the serenity prayer, I think we, we talked about this before. Mm-hmm. Serenity prayer, I'm going to butcher it, but the idea is like, God or universe or whatever you want to call it, give me the serenity to accept things I cannot change, the power to change things I can change, and wisdom to know which one's which. For example, we got hacked in, at MaxCDN, my last business, and this was like, you know, we were integrated in 6 million websites, 7 million websites, and uh, somebody hacked us and was distributing malware through our network. So basically every website that we've been serving, and there were a lot of them, when you go there, some malware was in, in, being installed if you had like a certain like vulnerability in your browser or whatever. So not a good day, you know? And then by accepting this, like, okay, this really sucks. I accept that this is the situation. And then what can I do to improve the situation? You know, then you kind of get out of the victim mode and then you can execute. Oh, my wife was diagnosed with breast cancer. Doctor told me first, I thought, okay, this fucking sucks. And, you know, kind of like stress, whatever. But then, okay, I accept this situation. What can we do to make sure this goes away or goes smooth? And this empowers me to deal with the fear, kind of remove the fear and get into action mode versus just yeah. being paralyzed during the headlights. Now, as much as I like to talk about this discussion, this is so powerful. We should do a special episode on this because we're drifting mm-hmm. away from growth choices versus safe choices. 
I, I really like some quotes that you gave. They have to chew on it a little bit. All right. So, what's the call the, to action? The call to action. I what think is one area in your life where you always choose the safe path, but you actually want to right. pick the growth path and yeah, identify it, break it down into smaller chunks, figure yeah. out what can you do to make sure the worst case scenario doesn't happen, and then go. I'd like to add one thing to that. When was the last time you actively made a choice? choice. Yeah, a growth choice. And how did it work out? And I'll, mm -hmm. I'll probably know the answer to this. So. <laughs> okay, Beautiful. that's it for yes, this. And also, uh, add, add, add us in the comments, please. Cool. What was yeah. the, the growth choice that you made and how did it work out? Great. Cool. Awesome. Thanks. See you next one. Okay.